0: The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at WoodhouseMazda.com.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Roto-Grinders, welcome back to the week 17 DFS Roundup. My name is Alex Dunlap. I am the editor-in-chief at Rosterwatch. I'm the host of Rosterwatch. On Sirius X and Fantasy Sports Radio, Saturday, 7 to 9 Eastern. Sunday mornings, 7 to 9 Eastern, uh, at least for the remainder of the regular season, which we are at the end of, uh, joined, as always, this week by my co-host here on the Roundup for what might be the last one of the season, C.J. Kaltenbach is on the line. Siege, where the hell are you? What the hell's going on?
3: Uh, stay from hell. I was supposed to be home by now.
4: Uh,
3: <laughs> still in Orlando. Um, I'm... I'm actually a top golf of all random places. It's
4: just been <laughs> one of those
3: days I really would like to forget, but whatever. We're here, so we're making it work.
2: <laughs> I'm just looking at the. Uh, I have the. Um, I have the the uh, the page pulled up like on Grinders Live, dude. The photo that they put on, they, they put of you uh, here while you're gone is just. <laughs> <laughs> they fantastic. Use the kid <laughs> camp they
0: always use the kid <laughs> one every time
2: they get
3: me on audio. Is that what they use?
2: Yeah, I don't know which one it is. It's fantastic, though. Um, anyway, uh, it's you got a real you got a real smirk on your face, like you don't like to take somebody hat. Um, so you're back from Orlando, or you you're heading back from Orlando. You probably had a lot of time to think about this slate. Well, I mean, where you, there's just so much. It's just 16 games. There's just so much to get to. It could feel a little bit overwhelming. What are your initial thoughts on it?
3: I think that, like, there are great running value running backs, but I think the mid-tier at running back has just been completely ignored. And I feel like, for example, on a normal week, I feel like Jamal Williams would be, like, the chalkiest of chalk plays. And I've heard, like, one person mention him all week. So it's a weird week. I think people just are really so desperately want to play 3K running backs. But, like, 5K guys, 6K guys are still in good spots. Like, you can go a little bit contrarian with your roster construction. It's not like there isn't a 3K wide receiver value play. There's a ton of those, too.
2: No, Jamal Williams might be my favorite running back play on the whole entire week. So I'm glad to hear that you like him and glad to hear that you don't think he's going to be too chalky. I I probably, since you're kind of at a remote location, I always kind of depend on you to tell me what Chris Gimino's ownership is. I'll get the ownership projections pulled up so we can have that to reference during the the show. But yeah, Jamal Williams, if he's not going to be very highly owned, that certainly makes me um, more excited to play him. As far as the... uh, you know, we have some quarterback takes here on the show that we'll get to, um, but it, as far, it looks to me like when you look at the wide receivers, just before we get into all of this, because I don't think we have any takes on these guys, it looks like Julio Jones and T.Y. Hilton are just going to be mega, mega chalk compared to the rest of the group. How do you feel about a situation like that where you have two guys with such concentrated ownership? Well, let's talk, Julio's our first take, so I think we should go talk about it with the first take. Oh, that is our first take. There you go, CJ. You don't even have any of the information pulled up, and you're one step ahead of me here. Right, let's go ahead and get to the first clip. This comes from the DFS Pick 6. Uh, this is Evan Silva and Rich Rebar giving their opinion on Julio Jones, which was a lot different than the one than Eric Crane had coming into it.
3: Julio Jones, he will probably start the game and then just say, no, my pinky toe hurts. I'm out of here. So... Uh... You know, re I'm savage. I don't I'm so sick of Julio Jones, man. Like that guy.
1: Do it, man. Push the button.
3: I'm not put no. No. <laughs> no. Not gonna happen. Reeves, I'll tell you, you're gonna get like 20 seconds to talk about Julio, and then I'm like giving you the X button, man. Go ahead.
1: Hey, you I you didn't... forgot that Reeves is the Julio whisperer. I know,
3: I know, but I don't wanna do it. I don't wanna click the button, man.
1: Well, I mean, like I said, that game is the one where both teams have to win. Oh, no. Carolina has just been getting destroyed by lead wide receivers. I mean, since they're week 11 by, they're allowing 303 passing yards per game, uh, 14.4 receptions, 230 receiving yards to wide receivers, eight touchdowns since week 11 to wide receivers. Like I said, it's been all wide receiver ones, too. It's not these nickel and dime guys. I mean, some of the ancillary Bucks guys had big plays against them. Humphreys and, and Godwin had two long splash plays on them. But I mean, Evans had his first hundred-yard receiving game uh, of the season against them. Uh, Thielen got him for a hundred, you know, a couple weeks ago. It's been all dudes, just all wide receiver ones. Julio got him for six for one eighteen. I mean, I mean, when you look at his price and you circling games where you got projected usage and the game script and what they're going to be doing, they ain't going to be running the ball in the Panthers. I know that. So, hey man, push the button.
5: I don't want to push the button. Tell me not to push the button. Do you? <laughs> Every lineup. No, no, that is that's not
6: the other button I want to push. Are you kidding? I'm putting him in everyone.
4: I'm putting yeah. him in
2: everyone. Okay, so Evan Silva says every lineup. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Eric Crane just, was on huge tilt about it because uh, Silva said that Lord Reeves is the Julio whisperer, that whenever he goes big on Julio, I remember that uh, Lord Reeves said, and one of these last weeks before Julio went bananas that he'd never used them all year, that this was the week he was going to use him. And he used him. He went big. Um, now Reeves is saying he's going to use him again. We have a Carolina defense that basically in the last – over the course of the last five weeks is somehow our matchup tool, the proprietary matchup tool at rosterwatch.com, has the, has the Carolina Panthers uh, um, defense – as the number one defense for opposing fantasy wide receivers this week, so the very best matchup. Julio Jones is going to have this week. Um, everybody's going to be on him. Uh, we just said earlier. If you look at Jamino's ownership projections, he has Julio Jones at thirty two and a half percent and Ty Hilton at twenty seven and a half percent. So those two guys are going to be really, really chalky. How do you feel about Julio Jones this week? And the question I asked before we even got into that clip: How do you feel about just with so many different plays. We have players from 32 different NFL teams on this one slate about ownership percentage being that concentrated on those two, especially in a position uh, to bring such variance as the wide receiver.
3: Yeah, for me, when it comes to chalk players, I want them to be playing for something. So like Julio Jones is a piece of chalk that I'm much more willing to eat than I would say, like T.Y. Hilton, who has like nothing to play for. You know, like he could just play a half, he could play three quarters, you know, like, he twists an ankle. Next thing you know, he's out. Like, I would much rather have my guys have something to play for because, you know, if they get hurt and they act treat it like a playoff game, you know, they might fight through it instead of, oh, I'm just going to rest for two hours on the sideline. So I think I, I'm more willing to eat the Julio chalk than the T.Y. chalk. I'm with Evan. I think I'm going to be that guy who has 100% Julio and just, you know, understand that it's Julio Jones, it can backfire, but he's just by far and away the best play. I mean, James Bradbury has been so bad. I, I can't like not be yeah. super. I by going a hundred percent, I can maximize my, how overweight of the field I am. Anything less than a hundred, I just can't swallow in my head.
4: T
2: Y Hilton is, a, but T Y Hilton's a guy you're not as high on. I'm trying to decide how high on him I am. It just seems like in the spots like this where you know it's a good spot. He's indoors. He's at home. He's on the turf. It's a fast track. That just the. The Texans just give up big play after big play. The individual matchup is, at, is putrid if you're a Texans fan and just brilliant if you're a T.Y. Hilton or a Colts fan. Um, as far as his pricing this week, he's 3X that 27% of the time this season. But you're just looking at a guy where his average on DK of 12.28 fantasy points per game is just so much higher than his median at 7.7. It just has to goes to show just – You know, if you're looking at it by measures of central tendency, he's just such a boom bust player. I think everybody's just buying the fact that he's going to go boom this week. Are you going to have any Ty Hilton? Uh, Are you just what? I mean, what do you? How do you handle Ty Hilton? It's the one I'm having the most trouble with. That really
7: just depends on like the news.
3: So like, it's so hard to just be like, I will do this. I am going to do this because like I don't have news, and like we're going to get news. Like Adam Schefter, you're going to get like fifty tweets of him tonight about guys sitting, guys playing, expected roles. And that's going to change so much. Right. Like, for example, like just before we got on, you know, We got the Shark Nation West news. So now we have Akeem Hunt so, in
2: play.
5: So
3: now Akeem like, a- Hunt-Chalk is not nowhere near as bad as it probably was like two hours ago. Um, you know, and there's things like that. You know, certain situations. Like I still don't believe the Jaguars actually are going to play anyone. I think it was a smokescreen to get a week of practice. I think that's going to come out at some point over the next few hours. If that, cha- that changes the whole situation on Tennessee, where I'm at on Derrick Henry. Um, so there's other, so Hold on. Other I'm sorry. I'm candy. sorry. I was
2: just I, I was just checking my phone for a text. Did you just say you think this is a DeMarco, Henry, uh, DeMarco Murray, Derrick Henry smokescreen?
3: No, I said I think the Jaguars playing guys is a smokescreen. Oh, the Jaguars
2: playing guys. All right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why? I mean, why would they do that? Why would they do that? We know that Coughlin because has I done it. Because I have Leonard
3: it. Fournette versus CMC Profits, and they love him to screw <laughs> me over.
2: He's only up by, what, like 18 points or something right now? That's going to hurt, eight. man. It's like eight. Okay, like yeah, eight. I knew it was something if, like that. If
3: Fournette sits, I'm golden. If he plays, I'm in huge trouble.
2: Yeah, well, I kind of – I don't know. I kind of like McCaffrey this week too. But, um, yeah, I totally – I get it. I, 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 I don't see why on earth you would play your starters – and just and, and before we, we, we get on to the next one, Siege, do you think that everybody being on like Derrick Henry at fifty five hundred, whenever Jamal Williams is fifty two hundred, you know, you could pay up like a thousand more to maybe get to maybe get to a Deion Lewis. We find out that, that James White is out. Do you think that Derrick Henry going up against it, let's say the Jags defense is at full strength, that's a good you know, they haven't been as good against opposing runners recently, but it's still a good defense. How do you feel about Derrick Henry?
3: I love them, but like those three guys you mentioned, right? Imagine if you just like you said, you like you would think all three of those guys are good plays, right?
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: So like, imagine like if you just fade all the Stephen, you fade Stephen Ridley, you fade all the cheap running backs, and you play those three really good running backs in really good spots that very few people are going to play together, and they all crush. Now you have a contrarian lineup build, and like you have three, like three of the best players on the board. So I, I, I'm going to be very much I'm very interested in that tier. I think it's going to be under Like, if this were week 16, all those guys would be 35% plus. I'm not sure they get there this week.
2: No, I don't think so either. And But to be able to do it, you're going to have to pay down somewhere because you want to pay it for Julio. And this next clip we're going to go to, uh, our producer Dave is doing a great job getting these thrown up for us. And this next clip we're going to go to is from the Daily Fantasy OGs. We got another clip from our guy, the Head Shopper. Uh, this is his take on a – Value quarterback that a lot of people are going to be paying down to this week. They don't want to pay down for any of these crappy uh, Akeem Hunt, Steven Ridley, um, Malcolm Brown, you know, these types of these types of running backs. Uh, this is a head chopper's take on Patrick Mahomes.
0: Chop Patrick Mahomes. Where do you come out of him? Cheap quarterback. We know he's got dual upside with his legs. Can he get anything done here, though, in Denver against pretty tough defense?
7: Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to. I'm curious to see what the ownership projection is this week as it as it comes closer. Because just when they made the announcement today, uh, I saw a lot of talk about it, a lot of buzz about it. So maybe he's a chalky guy, and if that's the case, then that's a pretty easy fade. That's he kind of screams of like Johnny Manziel kind of thing here, you know, yep. like. I remember the Johnny Manziel week, and he was, a uh, oh, there's no way at this price he can't miss. He just can't miss at this price, <laughs> but he did miss, and it, it can happen, especially if you're willing to rest Alex Smith, then you're probably going to rest Kareem Hunt. You're probably going to rest Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. So who is he going to throw to? Like, you know, I don't know, man. Just, just serious question marks I have about him. So if I think he's going to be chalky, even the least bit, then that's an easy fade for me, uh, and... The rest of the offense doesn't interest me at all. I mean, I, I don't know. If you're going to rest the big guns, then I'm I'm certainly not going to take a chance on Demarcus Robinson as the go-to guy.
2: All right, there you have it. That was Head Chopper from the Daily Fantasy OGs, the podcast he does with Notorious and um, Beer Makers Fan, and he was saying that Patrick Mahomes, you know, if he's going to be chalk, don't play him. You know, if if he's uh, if he's not going to be chalk. There's some upside there. Patrick Mahomes is a guy who I'm very torn on uh, because he's a player that um, through my through my football evaluation company roster watch that we've done a, uh, just a whole ton of work on through his um, pre-draft process. A guy who I've seen in numerous game situations. He's a um, he's got the biggest arm I've ever seen of any quarterback I've ever evaluated live. Uh, you know, he's a gunslinger. He's prone to making mistakes and. I just don't know how that's going to all come together going into Denver to play his first game uh, as an NFL quarterback.
0: Before we get to Siege, the Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com. We're
2: going to have Dave put in another clip really quick that Steve doesn't even know that we have. It's a secret clip that we did not tell Steve about because he was on the GPP lineup builder this week, our, our executive producer, Simon Edwards. Said that we had to get this clip in of Siege and his opinion on Patrick Mahomes.
3: What, what's your guys' interest level in Patrick Mahomes at 6K? I know it's Denver, but we know this guy has a cannon and can run the football as well.
1: Zero interest. Uh, I know you're big high on on this kid, Siege, but um, look, it, it is what it is. I mean, gonna go at altitude. It's not just – it's not a great spot for him to uh, to get cute, in my opinion. I think for $600 more per set uh, is a significantly better play. Who's you going to Tony, the you got a
3: better answer for me?
5: The ball too? I, I definitely don't like Mahomes. I mean, the total's 38. Denver – I expect Denver to, to play pretty good, too, to finish this out. I just can't see Kansas City going crazy with uh, in this spot, like – What's Kansas City's playoff? What's their, what's their deal? They're, they're locked into the four. Locked into the four so they can't move? Can't move. Yeah. Like, I love Denver if Kansas City can't move. I just don't – I don't see them scoring many points, so I can't get on here. Uh, another sneaky guy that I was looking at as you were scrolling down, like, no one's going to play – we all have the same take about Jacksonville, I assume, that they're not going to play people the full game. So, if they're not – Tennessee needs to win. I kind of like Mariota unowned against backups. Like, no one's going to play against Jacksonville's D because they're worried about it. Mariota's been bad. But if he gets in there against backups, it could snowball in a hurry for him.
3: God, I would play Patrick Mahomes first. Like, he's got rushing upside through the nose. Like, he can rush for he, – like, he could rush for 60 yards and his touchdown.
1: But, again, he's not playing with first-team players. He's going to be playing with like I don't even know some of these backup wide receivers on Kansas City. Albert he's be, Wilson. He's not going to be having Kelsey throwing. He's going to be throwing the ball to Orson Charles or whatever. I kind of- got <laughs>
5: Orson Charles.
3: <laughs> oh man, I'm going to play someone that's seven dollar million. Dude. Are you going to stack it
5: up I, with Orson? <laughs>
3: uh, I don't even know if he's on the. Is he even on the Chiefs?
1: I have no idea. I just, the first time I saw him, I clicked the tight
2: end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you have it. That was my very co host here, CJ Kaltenbach, this Siege on the uh, GPP Premium Lineup Builder available to incentives members at Roto Grinders. Um, one of the many videos that's kind of behind the paywall here that uh, doesn't come up on the regular Grinders live feed, but certainly always very helpful. Siege, who were you on that show with? It was Big T. And who else? I forget the guy, the baseball. He's on, he talks about mostly baseball. Bogg Light. Bog, oh, yeah, Bogg's Light. So that was, was Big T and Bogg's Light. And those guys don't like Patrick Mahomes as, as much as you. Give us your pitch on Patrick Mahomes.
3: This is simply an audition game for the 2018 starting job. They want him to be the guy. They want to trade Alex Smith in this offseason. So they have, they have no running backs, as we mentioned in the last clip. They're down to a team hunt who hurt himself. And they're trying to use this as an audition game. So what are they going to do? They're going to have him throw the football. And they're going to have him throw the football a lot. They're going to have him run design runs. I just think that the ball is giving Patrick Mahomes' hands so much. I'm not evaluating them. I'm not saying this in terms of talent. But in terms of like role of the offense that I'm expecting this week, I do it like a Russell Wilson type situation where the ball is always going to be in his hands and forced to make plays. And you're telling me I can get that for min price I, I just can't pass that up. It's one of the ways I can pay down and let me pay up for those mid tier running backs. And it's, I'm not losing any upside. Like, yeah, the floor of Mahomes is like zero. I understand that. It's a rookie quarterback. But as we saw with Deshaun Watson, you know, if you were a week early on Deshaun Watson this year, you know, like you made a ton of money that week in tournaments. So for me, it's a situation where, yeah, that's a very high floor, but when he hits the ceiling, you know, we're talking about turning, tournament winning ceiling.
2: How do you feel about the – and I want to ask you about how you feel about him versus Jacoby Brissett because that was who it looked like Big T was sort of bringing up as an alternative that he'd rather pay up for, at least on FanDuel. Um, I don't play FanDuel because uh, our attorney general here in Texas is an absolute criminal who sent a cease and desist letter to them, and they, unlike DraftKings, back down like cowards. But um, on on, on DK, the prices are pretty similar – you know, not as similar. I think he's 5,500 um, as opposed to the 4,700. So a big difference there. But on FanDuel, there's a, you know, there's the not as big a difference between Jacoby Brissett and Patrick Mahomes. But I just want to ask you, like, do you, does it worry you at all that there, we know that there's no surrounding cast, right, as far as the runners. And so we know that that could be good for Mahomes in some sneaky way, because maybe he'll have to run the football more, have to take it more to his own hands to to create. Like we talked about him being a gunslinger. Um but with all the talk about Vance Joseph and his future there in in Denver, I mean, don't you think that they're going to be coming with their ears pinned back on this rookie trying to get a win to finish out the season strong for their coach? Um, are you worried at all about a rookie going into Denver? I just, I, if, if it wasn't going into Denver, if it was anything, even against a better defense than Denver has been on paper recently, I I I think I would fire him right up. I just do you think I'm too worried too much about the mystique of just going into mile high, worrying about the altitude, all the stuff like that for a guy playing his first game? Yes and no.
3: Like you're assuming that they want Vince Joseph to stay. What if Denver right. wants him gone? <laughs> I, I,
2: I would, I would want him gone. But right, right.
3: I'm, that's my point. So like, what if the players right. like really hate him and <laughs> then it's completely no-show?
2: Yeah.
3: It's week 17. If this were week yeah. 15 or 14, I it would probably be like, you know, like, you know, in small dosages and large field tournaments and all that. Like I would just. But in a situation like this, if Denver no-shows, if let's just say Denver no-shows, and you know it, like you watch one series and you know their heart's not in it. How much Patrick Mahomes would you want in that scenario?
2: Is this a Lee Steinberg quarterback head-to-head matchup? Is this Paxton Lynch versus Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. It is. So what this means is Paxton Paxton Lynch sucks sucks a lot worse than Mahomes. This could mean shorter fields for Mahomes too. You know, Paxton Lynch. I'm with you. Yeah. So I think that that could offset it a little bit. Yeah. It's like
3: you're getting the rushing upside of like one of the big name rushing quarterbacks, and forgetting getting it for Min price, like I get there's all this sort of risk attached, but the upside, like if he get, like if he gets two rushing touchdowns, it, like he can throw three interceptions, but if he gets two rushing touchdowns, he's gonna get the tournament value.
4: Oh, and, and God. you watch know, him
3: Texas Tech, you know he loves to run the football in the red zone. He loves to.
2: Yeah, and he's big and he's a he's a big kid. You know, he's big, he's strong. I mean, it's yeah. I mean I I'm thinking more and more about Patrick Mahomes the more and more that we talk about it. I just worry, man, going to elevation, going to Denver, being a rookie first game. Uh, anyway. I get all that. I yeah. but
3: what is Patrick Mahomes not showing up in big games in his entire career?
2: I just I haven't seen him in a regular season NFL game in my life. I've seen him in a lot of other situations. But,
4: so, he show,
3: he, but he shows up. Like here's the thing. Like, yeah, you've never seen him in an NFL football game. You hadn't seen Deshaun Watson in an NFL football game. How many quarters did it take you to realize he was going to be really good in the NFL?
2: How did Bill O'Brien not realize it in camp? What a donk! I just
3: he might have. He might have noticed it. I don't, believe, I, don't, it bu- I don't believe. I don't. Right? I don't
2: believe the stuff that he noticed it and then. But Rick Smith told him to told him not to do not to, you know, not to rush him into the fire. I don't believe any of that reporting. I think Bill O'Brien. Was wanted to go with Savage, but that that's a whole another yeah, thing. Thank you. I, that's a whole other thing, and I kind of agree. Um, all right, let's 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 move on to the next. anything else on this game, Siege. No, I think we can move on. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, this next clip comes from. Let me get my notes pulled up here. Next clip here comes from. Oh, from PFF. We we finally got another zinger from our boy Scott Barrett about just. And I cannot believe it. This is a guy – Dave's going to get this one pulled up for us. This is a wide receiver for the New York Giants that Scott Barrett says he's thinking about going going all in on.
8: I want to look at the wide receivers. I'm seeing two very cheap, fantastic wide receiver plays. Uh, One is Roger Lewis, who in a typical week – again, this is not a typical week – I'm honestly might be going all in on over the past three Whoa. weeks. He's I'm telling you, I'm telling you, hear me out, hear Don't me out, it. hear me out. Uh, over the past three weeks, he totals a league high, 32 targets, a league high among wide receivers, 60.3 expected fantasy points. Evan Ingram might not play. Sterling Shepard might not play. Uh, he hasn't done much on this usage, but just, I've made enough money in DFS over the years to just know to chase this usage at this salary, because I know typically it uh, regresses to the mean uh, and he should be in for a big week, even though it's just a middling matchup. (laughs)
2: Okay. That was our guy, Scott Barrett from the PFF show that uh, Dan Bach sat in there for. It's usually Britt Devine. And um, (laughs) Scott says he's going all in on Roger Lewis. And this was even before we got the news about Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram both being out. I mean, I guess it makes a little more <laughs> makes a little more sense now. Um, Siege, what are your thoughts on Roger Lewis? The targets over the last few weeks have actually been up. It, it should probably translate to volume at some point. Roger Lewis is a player that in college showed you know showed showed a lot as a prospect. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know if I got to pay all the way down to thirty eight hundred wide receiver this week. Uh, what are your thoughts? Have you tinkered around at all with Roger Lewis? Yeah, so I'm
3: biased when it comes to Roger Lewis. Let me get this disclaimer out of the way. That guy <laughs> made me so much money in college. The he was MS. a sick college money.
2: player. Yeah, he was a sick college Oh,
3: player. he was amazing. It was like 15 catch floor. He was just an yeah. absolute beast. Just like, I remember when he played Purdue and he was like 15% and only had like 30 first half DK points. Uh, RIP college football DFS. Um, <laughs> all seriousness, I, I like Roger Lewis. He's one of those cheap receivers I was mentioning about at the top. I just don't love being taking huge, heavy positions on teams that have absolutely nothing to play for. Because I just don't know what they're going to do. Hey, you know, and they and they could just be, they could change the, as they go. They'll be like, Oh, you know, Roger Lewis has had a really good first half. We see him as our slot guy next year. Let's just bench him. We don't want him to get hurt. Like,
5: there's no
2: way they see him as their slot guy. They, 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 if, if anything, they see him as the, as the other outside receiver option right. what, with Shepard I, I, in the I, slot. I, right.
3: I, I, you know what I'm saying. Right, I, you're I just, saying it like, right. I just don't know what these teams have to do. They have nothing to play for. They're just trying to get in and out of the game. And so I don't like taking huge positions on guys in situations like that. Like Jamal Williams is an exception because there's really no other running back on the roster. So like that's a little bit of a different story, but I typically I try to avoid these non contenders. So for me, it's a situation like I'll have a bunch. I'll be way over the way at the field on them. But you, you're gonna I you mean,
4: have a bunch.
2: You're gonna have a bunch of Roger Lewis. Yeah. Way over the field. Let's see what what see what Jamino has him at. I'll bet you Jimeno has him at the sub five percent. Yeah, that's sub five. That's what I was percent.
3: thinking when I said over. i going to say I, I should have no after the ownership projection first, but that's what I assumed it would be.
2: Right, right, sub five. So, um, pretty in, interesting there. So you say you you don't like these guys to have nothing to play for. What about your boy Josh Dobson? Forty-four. Not playing Josh Doxson. against the against this pu- I mean against this putrid secondary of the Giants. How long he's gonna is going
3: to play? How long is Kirk Cousins playing before they bring on Colt McCoy?
2: I like Kirk I, I like Cole McCoy to Josh Doxson. Cole McCoy's a good oh, quarterback, dude. I like Doxson remind, this year. Remi- no?
3: reminder that reminder that uh, he Alex works for a uh, Texas uh football <laughs> station there. No no homerism at all there yeah, here. Yeah, right?
2: Nothing here either with the tattoo, with the graduated in 03, none of that stuff. Um yeah. But uh I do say I do think the Colts are good uh, as far as I mean. Can you think of a better backup quarterback in the in the league? Really, he's one of the best.
3: R.I.P. Jimmy G.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> that would have been the answer previously. Um, okay, I, so so no, Patrick so, Mahomes.
3: I'll take Patrick Mahomes over Colt
2: McCoy. There you go. Hey, well, I think I would take Patrick Mahomes over Colt McCoy too. Obviously, the, obviously the Chiefs felt the same way. Um, okay, let's go to let's go to the next clip here. Anything else in this game? I mean, any kind of Wayne Gallman. I've heard a lot of talk about him. I kind of like him, but you just you don't care.
3: Much rather have the 6K, guys.
2: All right. Uh here's the next one. This one comes from the Swole cast. Uh this <laughs> this this is this comes from David Davis Maddock, who's always so hilarious, man, on that show. And this is a player who he just says he hates uh
0: without e- The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com.
2: Even really giving any good reason for hating him. Let's go to the clip.
3: I think the chalkier players are going to be the high-priced wide receivers. Like I think Julio and Keenan are going to be the chalk, just
8: because of how cheap you
4: oh, have. Good luck the running with Keenan, everybody. Spot. Good luck.
8: You're not playing Keenan
1: in a must-win game.
0: It's just well, it he, he wasn't point. good last week. How's he
6: going to be good this week?
1: <laughs> no, I'm just annoyed <laughs> with him. He had he had four good games this year, and he's like, oh, this guys, Julio Jones i'm so i'm so sick of like watching
4: him play football oh geez
1: (laughs) davis might just play todd Gurley just on the on the chance that he has to come in and score 40 yeah i'm playing i told
5: you again
6: he was (laughs) awesome last week how's he gonna how's he gonna mess it up this week
5: (laughs) okay
2: there there you have it um Davis Maddock on this wall cast, he just says he's done with Keenan Allen. He says he's done with this guy. He's gotten no use for him. He's, he's too annoyed. with. Him too. I think he said he's too annoyed with him or something. Um, I don't know. Uh, everybody else on this world cast really liked Keenan Allen. He's a, he's been as I've been messing off my lineups. I was telling Siege, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I play 90% cash games, but this is a week where, um, They've just suckered me in with this eighty-dollar, um, the eighty-dollar buy-in on the Millionaire Maker, which makes it seem a little more attainable. To where I'm just tossing all, you know, tossing all my volume into entries into that deal, and I've put together a few lineups already. And Keenan Allen's made it into every single one that I've made. Um, what do you think, C's? Uh, Keenan Allen a down week last week, but this week he gets the Raiders in a situation where there's motivation to win. Um, I just see it as, you know, if I'm looking to you know, every time I look down and I try and kind of mess with my lineup to see if there's any way I can maybe pay down a little bit less at wide receiver to pay up a little bit more at running back or just make some, you know, make some switches. Keenan Allen's a guy I just have trouble clicking out of my lineups. I just, I, I really see him as having a terrific floor and just a, and the major ceiling that we've seen, especially over these last four or five weeks. Where, where are you on Keenan Allen? I
3: think Davis is going to be really frustrated with him again if he fades him.
2: <laughs> I think so too, right? Yeah.
3: Melvin Gordon, super limited. I mean, like they're gonna have no other option but give Keenan Allen the ball.
2: Oh man, I feel like CJ I feel like CG and I, for once this week, are gonna have pretty similar lineups based on kind of, based on the way we feel about some of these players, especially if I get on to more Patrick Mahomes um, for sure. I mean, I'm not,
3: let's be clear. Let's be clear. I'm not like doing anything crazy with Patrick Mahomes, but I'm gonna be like. Thirty percent
4: ish. I'm not. I think, going I think a list. lot. Of, I, I think, think a lot of people would.
2: we'll who, we're t- we'll talk about who else you like in this thing, but I mean, probably thirty percent ish is gonna. That's gonna be your highest owned quarterback. That's a that's a significant. That's a significant portion of your uh, of, of your outlay, right? I mean, thirty percent. That's a lot.
3: I'm not playing. I'm not gonna have too many quarterbacks this week. I'm probably gonna be pretty like down to, like two or three. To be honest, I don't really. I either I either want like the guys in contention, or I want a kid who's got upside. So for me, that's like basically, you know, not saying I'm on these guys, but like that. It's me to you know Julio. I'm sorry to Matt Ryan, um, Cam Newton, uh, Drew Brees. We're um, getting a couple other obvious ones right now. Marcus Mariota. I hate him though, but like that kind of situation, like those are the guys I want to be on this week. I don't. I want my guy to have to be playing for something.
2: No, no, and no mention of Jacoby Brissett and all that.
3: I just don't know. I, I, I'm not on the Brissett train. I, I I don't get it. He had, no. he, had, he had his best game
2: of the season versus Houston. He came out this week and said that we're talking about a guy who's playing for something. He says he's using this game to show the NFL that he deserves to be a quarterback. In this I I really like him this week. Um but anyway, what do you mean
3: a quarterback? That someone already traded for him. And they just let him start 16 games. He's a quarterback that belongs in the league. I don't think people are doubting that. Like, uh,
2: yeah, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that people are doubting it. I'm saying that he's saying that he must feel in some way that people are doubting it for him to be able to make a statement like that. You know, maybe he's not motivated and he's just lying about being motivated. That could be the case. But it seems to me like he's motivated and he's going to play the
4: whole game.
3: So. I, I just, again, the Colts play so slow. What's the? on these guys like that Hilton game he went off the guy he hit the ceiling because the guy didn't touch him down like yeah yeah these same, I mean, these same, same crappy on.
2: Texans these same crappy Texans they can't do a thing
3: yeah they give up not all the you, you, you know that's a fluke play, and you take that away and you look at the numbers and they're a lot more pedestrian they just play so slow it's not like I hate T.Y. Hilton it's just that everyone's just like oh the Colts are gonna get in a shootout like when did the Colts get in a shootout this year? Like it happened like one time. And every, every week people want to like say the Colts are going to get in a shootout. Like They just don't get in shootouts. shootout. This isn't 2006 with Peyton Manning anymore.
2: I mean, I, look, one of my biggest weeks of the whole season involved T.Y. Hilton. I know that one of the biggest weeks of the roto season, whenever Cal Spears won the Millionaire Maker, I think that he had a bunch of stake in that game, wherever it was the San Francisco 49ers at the Indianapolis Colts I mean they're in good situations with these Colts you can do some things with them I think in fantasy so uh, yeah but the 49ers are the fastest team on planet earth like you can't use that as your example Uh, well I mean uh, yeah I I feel like I can still use it as an example even though you do make a legitimate point about the pace of play of the 49ers and the 49ers is a team I'm going to want to ask you about anyway because there's all the Malcolm Brown talk. There's all the Josh. Yeah, Reynolds talk. I,
3: I forgot. I forgot about uh, a certain quarterback that I'm going to have a ton of when I went through that rant. Oh, uh, don't TV tell G. me. It's not-
2: don't Don't tell me it's Sean Mannion, please. Don't tell me it's Sean okay. Mannion. Okay.
3: We'll, uh, we'll, talk
2: about, right. we'll talk about that game. So, if it's Sean Manion, I'm, I'm Sean Manion. I'm turning off the computer. I'm shutting off the computer. I'm shutting down for the season. Uh, let's get into the next let's get to the next clip. Um, this one comes from the expert square table with JM to win and Adam Levitan. These two uh, had a disagreement about two runners that are right there in the same price range, two that I have a lot of trouble myself um, kind of – uh, weighing against one another. This this is JM to win responding to Adam Levitan, who thought that he was being crazy to say that he likes Kenyon Drake this week better than Deion Lewis.
6: You know, to be completely honest, I haven't looked at the high end of the price range that much at running back because there's so much phenomenal value this week. I mean, so many guys, including a lot of guys who are going to go low owned that are twenty touch players that i don't see the need on my own rosters to pay up if i'm paying up it'll probably be for just a an ultra talent like alvin kamara just somebody who can break the slate wide open uh, i was 100 percent on deon lewis last week so it's not like i dislike the play um he was the very first as soon as you know james white was announced as out he was the first person locked onto my roster so i'm not down on deon lewis as a player obviously uh, i'm a lifelong patriots fan i'm not down on the patriots offense i just i just um you know, if I'm going up there, I don't see as clear of a path to 30 plus points for Dion Lewis this week as I see for, um, for Kenyon Drake or for Alvin Kamara, LaShawn McCoy, some of these guys who could just get fed monster workloads and, um, and really take over a game.
2: All right, there you have it. That was JM to win from the expert square table that comes on on Fridays right after the swole cast. Um, Great slate of programming on Friday nights, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss once this regular season ends. Um, but maybe they'll have some kind of playoff shows or something. But uh that was any anyway, that was JM to win. He was talking about look, he likes he likes Kenyon Drake this week better than Deion Lewis. I think we're at a point right now in the week where we're still, unless something has happened during this show, um, we're still at a point in the week as we record where we do not know exactly about James White. I'm sure Siege being a Boston homer is going to have his ideas and his thoughts about that. Uh, I love Kenyon Drake this week too. I think if James White does not play, I just think that Deion Lewis is, I mean, we just saw the volume from last week. Siege, where are you on this? Do you think that the Patriots are worried at all about running, you know, Deion Lewis for another 30 touches or something this week, right before the playoffs? Are they worried about keeping him? healthy and then i mean how much brandon Bolden could figure into the mix here if we don't have james white do you even think james white's gonna play where where are you on deon lewis
3: one let's talk about last week because i think everyone has like missed the vote after the fact because it was one of those things we didn't know at the time like deon lewis got all those carries because gillisley was hurt
2: and gillisley's like, hurt remember- again now gillisley's out he's
3: out Right. Yeah. So, like, he clearly was hurt and couldn't run last week. So, that's why Deion Lewis got all those carries. They had no one else on the roster.
2: Yeah, Regardless born in the same situation. The laps
3: and stuff. Like, congratulations, you got those extra touchdown. Oh, so, oh, so, oh, so,
2: oh, so you're being so wait, You're taking this opportunity to be bitter at everybody that played Lewis last week and bragged about it. No, no, I'm just, no,
3: I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> it's, the people, it's the people that said, like, oh, he's going to get 30 touches. Yeah, congratulations, when he was the only <laughs> running back on the roster, he got 30 touches. Because – I hold on, there's a point to me.
2: Okay, I, because, all right.
3: <laughs> because, because everyone's going to now assume if James White's back that, like, oh, you know, he's still going to get 25 to 30 touches, and I don't think that's anything close to a lock. He did it last week because they had no other options. This week, there are other options on There could be other options on the roster. I think James White goes. They didn't activate anyone off the practice squad that I'm aware of. So I think that means James White will be active. So, like, I like Deion Lewis. I think he's got a very high floor. I think – I just – but if you're projecting him for 26 to 30 touches again, I I think you're doing that kind of wrong.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just hard for me to – hard for me to – hard for me to know exactly, you know, with the Patriots, with their injury reporting, exactly, you know, what we can trust and what we can't trust. I mean – it looks like James White at least was limited in some practice this week, though, if you can trust what their injury reporting says. So, yeah, if James White's in, I'm going to be off Deion Lewis and I'm going to like Kenny and Drake better. I like both running backs in this matchup. Do you do you have any, any interest in Shady in this matchup? I haven't heard people talk about him much. Javino only has him at around 10% on this week, and he's the player who in, in, in our model at rosterwatch.com uh, actually showed up with the most trends of any running back. He popped in our model – more than any other running back on the entire slate. Do you have any thoughts on 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 Shady this week on the other side of the Kenyon Drake deal? And then, what do you think about Kenyon Drake? Are, are you okay paying seventy two hundred for for a guy like him?
3: Yeah, not on the Drake train this week. Not really something I have any interest in. McCoy, I like. It's just that I don't don't know if I could pay the salary when there's just so many other options that are cheaper that can kind of get close to his production. Like, is Shady going to go for forty and break the slate? I don't see that in the range of outcomes in the spot either. I mean, I guess that's not true. I guess I do. I just don't think it's frequent enough to justify rostering him. I just – I don't like the Bills to win this game. Like, I guess I should start there. So, I just – I don't think they're going to win the game. Then I kind of really don't want Shady a ton. It, it took us
2: it took us five segments for me to get to the part where I talk about some of these props. Uh, Shady has a uh, – I, I have these early props up for our pro members at rosterwatch.com. Shady at Miami is our number seven matchup of the week via the Roster Watch proprietary matchup tool. He's 8,000. Rushing yards prop of 82.5, yards, receptions prop of 3.5. 27.5 yards is the over under for his receiving yards. So if you bake in a pro rated portion of the 100 yard bonus there at 82.5, and you factor in the minus 150 touchdown odds, that's projected scoring via the transformation here in the Vegas cheat sheet at Roster Watch of 20.1 points via the prop. That's 2.51x value. That's actually tied for the ninth best uh, value based on the Vegas prop of the 50, I only have 51 in here so far because I feel like props are gonna be hard to come by until, I, I don't know if we're gonna have very many props this week anyway just because of all the backup players playing, but Shady McCoy certainly a player that Vegas likes this week. Um, also like Kenyon Drake, just while we're here in the props tool, his prop is for 72 and a half rushing yards, three and a half receptions and 27.5 uh, uh, receiving yards himself and minus minus one twenty touchdown odds. So pretty close there for Kenyon Drake and uh, LaShawn McCoy, but LaShawn McCoy just a little bit better, better value at that 8k versus that 7,200. Uh, if you look on FanDuel uh, where the pricing is a lot cheaper for Kenyon Drake at just 7k on FanDuel, he's by far the best value option out of the whole 51 that I've, uh collected props on thus far so just something to keep in mind there Siege anything else on this game before we move on to the next one any interest in any of these wide receivers and I've heard a lot of talk about Tyrod you didn't mention him as a as a as a a quarterback that you were looking at I don't
3: like the Bills I don't like the Bills to win the game
2: oh okay you think Miami's you think the crappy Dolphins are gonna beat the Bills
3: yeah, it's going to be a very ugly affair, but I think the Dolphins pulled pull
2: it out. And they're not going to make the playoffs because of the Peterman game. Those idiots. What idiots. We're going to the Chargers. This is the one team that could completely wreck a rookie. with every. I mean, what idiots the Bills are. It's just unbelievable. Um, okay. I love
3: being a Patriots
2: fan. Well, it's just, because, it's just because you watch and watch and watch as other teams in the AFC set their franchises back for years with stupid decisions over and over. Um, okay, just complete, just just, just what? What idiots. Um, okay, so let's go to the last clip here and then Siege and I will hopefully get into some prop bets and some talk about some of the other plays here on the slate. Last week, Siege and I split our prop bets one to one. He had Mark Ingram, point per dollar. I had Melvin Gordon, Ch- big cha-ching for that one on me. Uh, the one that he won though, of course, was the care. I believe the Carolina was the Carolina Tampa Bay last week. Yeah. The Carolina Tampa yep. Bay over under versus the Dallas Seattle over under um, or the, yeah, for the, for the total points uh, Siege ended up getting the higher number there. So Siege won that we split those uh, we'll see what kind of action we can get today. Now, let's go to the final clip though. Quickly. First, this one comes from the sharp DFS analysis show. Um, this was Chris Rabon, uh on the show. He actually has a take on a running back who Siege has already said in one portion during this broadcast that
4: he absolutely hates. Let's go to the clip. Yeah, so, uh, you know, everyone's, you know, all the talk is going to be about all these backups and all these low salary guys and all these situations and how to take advantage of that. But, you know, one guy I'm looking at that hasn't really been talked about as much as Josh Gordon. I mean, Josh Gordon is, you know, talk about motivation. The Browns, now they see kind of a light at the end of the tunnel where it looked like they for sure were going to go 0-16 if the Steelers were going to play their starters in this game and try to lock up that number one seed. But now with the Steelers resting players, you look at the Browns and they're all of a sudden, they're highly motivated to come out and give it their all in this game because they could, they could get a win and nobody wants to be part of that 0-16 team. So, I think you look at that, you know, if the Steelers are resting players, they could potentially rest Joe Hayden, who, who struggled with injury uh this year. They could rest their other top corner, Artie Burns, as well. And I think this is a situation where listen, Josh Gordon, he actually leads the league in in market share of air yards uh this season for his team. So he's another guy that even though the stats haven't always been there, you know, Deshaun Kaiser has been uh inaccurate. And whatnot, but Josh Gordon, forty-seven percent of Cleveland's air yards uh, since he has returned that leads the league. It's one percentage point higher than AJ Green. So I think Gordon has a ton of upside in this game. And if if the Steelers are resting starters, that actually just improves the situation. Even though the over/under went down, so maybe you kind of think the opposite that this is just going to be kind of a Uh, you know a game that you should just completely ignore but I'm looking at it like hey the Steelers aren't really going to be motivated the Steelers are going to be playing some backups and the Browns are going to be highly motivated just because they don't want to go 0-16 and Gordon is their best player he's getting you know essentially half of all their air yards so um, why not just kind of air it out and, and see what happens in this game if you're Cleveland and try to be aggressive and get this win I think Josh Gordon has a uh a ton of upside
2: <laughs> okay so that was a really bad throw to that clip uh, by me um <laughs> on the, i guess the probably the, probably the last clip that we're gonna have here on the on the uh season one of the dfs roundup in case there's some kind of you know playoff edition that i'm, I'm not aware of but i had written down that that was a pro melvin gordon take <laughs> not a pro josh gordon take uh siege was saying he's saying melvin gordon's not even gonna play <laughs> i said oh, yeah, i don't know um uh, Certainly, the Josh Gordon makes a whole lot more sense. That uh, Bon was saying that, um, you know, you got to be motivated to play through the Cleveland Browns, man. You don't want to lose to all these idiots, all these backups, dude. You can't lose to Landry Jones and Steven Ridley to go 0 16. Siege, what's your take on Josh Gordon? Are you going to be on him this week?
3: Yep, I agree with Raybon 100%. That's my analysis. I don't yeah. really want to start promoting Josh Gordon because he's one of my favorite sleepers on the board, and I really don't want to give people reason
2: to roster. A lot of sharp people are on Josh Gordon. I think I've talked it's to a, a lot of to a lot of good. I've talked to a lot of good DFS and fantasy players that are very interested in Josh Gordon this week. So I just I need to. I I love Josh Gordon too. I just I it's just I lo- there there are other guys that I just totally love too. So it's just it's just it's it's just tough this week, I man. We have sixteen games. So while we have 16 games, while we still have a couple minutes here, uh, an- another player who both of us love—I mean, I'm going to guess that you're off of, that you're finally off of, off a of DD this week. The week these goes for 202, right?
3: Why would I not be? Why I be off DD?
2: Oh, you're not. I thought you were worried about the Jags not not playing their starters.
3: Yeah, but Hearns and Lee are the starters. He's still a wide receiver three because that's how stupid they are.
2: <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna play some DD this week. Absolutely. I'm not going to I just don't want to get hurt, man. Like I've been playing him every week. He's been disappointing every week. I know it's there. It's like there've been, it's been circumstance after circumstance that have swindled him. You know, last, did you see last week the, the touchdown where he, he went out on like the six inch line where he sort of extended a little bit more? It oh yeah. just, Oh
3: no, he, he, he was out the six yard line.
2: He was in six inch line. And yeah, he, yeah, he I think he could
3: have been in. He was in. You know, he was he, in. He needed he to in. extend. And then,
2: he and needed to send the more. Right. And then it's the 4 and yeah. Eb, whatever. Yeah. Right.
3: Just, yeah. So if I lose by less than six points, I will forever hate the Jaguars
4: franchise.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, um and then the week before that, it was like he was poised to get the Keelan Cole monster. You know, that was Marquise Lee goes down. It's, so look, it's it's been trending that way for Didi Westbrook the whole time. I know that this is the Didi Westbrook DFS roundup, but... Um, we're going to be sticking with him again this week. I think Siege and I both still like him. Siege, as I look over the, um, as I look over the props tool here a couple of guys who kind of stand out to me as far as props that I wasn't necessarily interested in before I saw the prop. Um, the guy at the very top here is Peyton Barber versus New Orleans at 3,900. He has a two and a half reception, 68.5 rushing plus receiving prop and touchdown on of plus 150. That's projected scoring via that prop of 11.75 DK points, which would be 3.01 X value. Best on the board that I've gotten so far. I hate Peyton Barber. Do you like him?
3: Uh, I get it. Not the cut. Just not probably not going to play him.
2: Do you think he represents a decent pivot off? And here's another one. What about the Rams and stuff? What about the Rams and the 49ers?
3: I am all about that game, including having a little bit of Sean
2: Mannion. I can't believe it! I told you I was going to turn off the computer. Sean Mannion sucks. He is yes, awful. He does. Awful. Yeah, you know what? I remember seeing. Uh, dude, I, dude, I mean, that guy, that guy can't hit the broadside of a damn barn. I mean, and, and, yeah,
3: dude, and, when since, it's- when, and since when? when? The 49ers just let shot just let Marcus Mariota look like freaking uh, Peyton Manning back there. He, and the, Mariota's been awful all
2: season dude, I can't believe that we're talking about Marcus Mariota and Sean Mannion in the same sentence. Sean Mannion from Oregon State? Like, this guy is terrible, dude. I mean, I did it from his senior, like, for, like, for real, I thought that I came out of that guy's senior bowl thinking he was virtually un, undraftable. I just, I think that, I just think that there's so many other things that you, like, I'm honestly, I, I think Malcolm, I mean, Mal, Malcolm Brown, former Texas Longhorn, a guy who I watched, you know, it's uh, just a ton. You know, I have to chart every play by every by every player in this whole program. Like, I think that Malcolm Brown's a good player. We've seen Malcolm Brown get – He, is. Work he is. He and is.
0: He I, is. And I, was, I don't even I, want to play him
2: because Sean but, Mannion sucks so bad.
3: Here's the thing. This game's shooting out. Who's going to stop anyone in this game? They're going to run a ton of plays. Neither team can stop anyone. This game is going to be 35-31. I, I, I will gladly take this total versus any total on the board. You let me know. Like plus this or minus total? whatever the Vegas points
2: are. I'll take the over in this game versus any total you want. Okay. Well let me pull up a, let me pull up a let me pull up a totals list here and I'll see which ones I which see which ones I want. Um, I, I, and I'm not saying I don't think the game might might shoot out while I'm looking this up. I, I assume that this means you're not on any of this uh, any of this talk about the San Francisco defense. Nope. Nope. I'm there. Down. I,
3: I, I I am I am extremely confident that this game shoots out. Okay. I love Jimmy G this week too. I I love this game. So. so
2: the the over under in this one is, um, let's see, 43 and a half. <laughs> okay. I will. I like. Give give me a minute to 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 think about that one. We'll probably make a prop bet out of that. Any other players who you just who you love this week? Um. You know, you said you you love Patrick Mahomes. You want any action on him versus another quarterback? Point per dollar? Yeah, do you you,
3: like... you want per you want
6: percent?
2: I mean, no, I think you kind of talked me on more to, to to more Patrick Mahomes. Do you like um, you like Jamal Williams? Do you like um, do you like T. Y. Hilton? You don't I'm really not doing a prop. I'm not
3: I'm not propping against you I hope. it.
2: <laughs> um do you like um well all right so you like you like the 49ers does that mean you like Marquise Goodwin a lot?
3: Yeah, but he's overpriced.
2: Okay, so you don't want to take any kind of point per dollar deal with him.
3: No, not really.
2: Do you like? Was uh, I mean, there
3: any cheap quarterbacks? Is there any cheap quarterbacks you liked over Mahomes? Because I would gladly put some. I'll, I'll gladly wager for Mahomes.
2: I well, I don't want to bet point per dollar Mahomes versus percent just because that eight hundred dollar difference on I'm, on DK.
3: I'll, I'll do it straight up. Okay.
4: All right. Yeah, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. I think he got. I, yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, straight up. I, just kind. Of, I mean, I'll take a little equity there. That's fine um so yeah so that'll be that'll be i think siege what are we at? you're up you're up seven on me it was seven last week yeah. well so we'll see how that one goes and then um oh dude we have to we have to do our bet man it's the week 17 i want to i i, I want uh tournament tactics for basketball and then you get uh i'll give you a lifetime subscription to roster watch If if i yeah. i, I,
3: I, um, I want, what do you what do you want it to be though
2: Let's make it be the uh, let's make it be the bet on the over unders for those two games. Oh so, yeah,
3: you have to pick a game. You gotta pick a game, but I will gladly do it on that.
2: Okay, so you said so 43 and a half is what we're going with right now for the Rams and the 49ers. How about I will go with what's too what is too bad? I mean, I'm just wondering if I should go in this Houston Indy game. A forty-one. Whether I could look at all, I just don't think the jet. I don't think the jets can score at all versus New England, Jacksonville, Tennessee. I'm not interested in New. Maybe New Orleans, Tampa Bay, but that one's a forty-nine over under. How about this? How about Carolina and Carolina and Atlanta? Okay, what's 45? the total? Forty-five.
3: Okay. All right, I do like the over in that game a lot, but I said any game, you can have it.
2: I'll take it. My, my would you have liked it better if I took uh, Buffalo and Miami at forty-two and a half?
3: Oh God, yes.
2: You would have liked that better. All right, I'm glad. That, oh, I'm, yeah. I I'm glad that I chose the one that I had. So what's at stake at that is a season of basketball for tournament tactics yeah. and a lifetime subscription to Roster Watch Pro. That will bring uh, that will bring episode seventeen of the DFS. Weekly roundup here on Roto Grinders Live. Tune in. I think it might be the end of the season, Siege. If that's the case, brother, it's been awesome doing this with you this year. I hope they have us back to do it next year. I've had a ton of fun uh, doing it with you and getting to know everybody here on the RG team and getting to be a small part of it uh, through this show. So I just want to say thanks to you and thanks to everybody for having me be a part of it. And thanks to the chat and everybody who uh, tuned in to watch. So um, for for the Siege, the, uh, CJ Kaltenbach, you can find him on Twitter at The Siege. DFS. You can find all of his content on Roto-Grinders, his tournament tactics package in the marketplace here on Roto-Grinders. I am Alex Dunlap. You can find me on Twitter at Alex Dunlap NFL. Uh, you can find all of my content with a pro membership at RosterWatch.com, where things are about to get live as I get on the road for the NFL draft season. Uh, we're going to have to hit the road for now. So uh, this has been the Week 17 DFS Roundup for the Siege. I am Alex. We are getting the hell
0: out of here. Yeah.